0: Team Time,
1: Sports Sports Around around
0: the the World. Happy Friday, everybody. I am Ben Cullen, and this is your Sports Around the World update. It's eight months on since Patrick Mahomes steered the Kansas City Chiefs to a memorable comeback in Super Bowl 54. And impressively on time, despite the U.S. being tipped upside down through the coronavirus pandemic, last night the NFL made its comeback. The Houston Texans took on the Kansas City Chiefs in an NFL format we never imagined we'd see. Here are some of the protocols that are in place. Jersey swaps and handshakes are gone. Cointos entourages are smaller, just one player allowed per team. No bottle sharing. And cheerleaders and mascots are out. The list goes on. American football went relatively unscathed from the initial wave of COVID-19 that buckled baseball and basketball. But over the last few months, the NFL has felt the full force of the pandemic and has had to plan accordingly. Tennis number one, Novak Djokovic, made a shock exit from the US Open via disqualification. The 33-year-old accidentally hit a ball at a line judge in his fourth round match. The Serbian, who was clearly frustrated, took a ball out of his pocket and hit it behind him, striking the female line judge in her throat. He immediately ran to help, but at that point, it was too little, too late. Excitingly, his exit means there will be a new male Grand Slam champion. Can you guess who was the first ever tennis player to be disqualified from a Grand Slam? It was 90s tennis bad boy, John McEnroe. Moving on to golf's world number one leads us to Dustin Johnson. He first became world number one in February 2017. Fast forward to this week, well, he claimed a three shot victory at the PGA Tour Championship. The American, who clearly has ice running through his veins, held a five stroke lead heading into Monday's final round and managed to claim the FedEx Cup jackpot, which was. Drumroll, please! 15 million US dollars. It's a very tough trophy to win, Johnson said. I control my own destiny, but I still had to go out and play well. Question, how would you spend the 15 mil? (laughs) Barcelona's all-time top goalscorer, Lionel Messi, has, believe it or not, returned to training. This follows his failed attempt to force a move away from the club. Messi submitted a transfer request on the 25th of August but said last Friday he would stay because it is impossible for any team to pay his release clause. Messi trained on his own while the rest of the squad trained together. And finally, Messi joined Barcelona 20 years ago. But can you imagine him playing for another 20 years at age 53? Well, the Oklahoma captain, who goes by the stage name Kazu, is the oldest professional footballer in the world at age 53. His stats are as follows. 35 professional seasons in football 89 caps for Japan 163 goals in the J League He is often asked what the secret to his career is He insists there is no secret other than hard work and dedication Hats off, Kinkazu I salute you I am now delighted to welcome somebody who can fly And if you don't believe me, go to our Instagram right now He is Hong Kong Olympian Chan Ming Tai Theo Leo, thank you so much for joining us today. You are the Hong Kong long jump uh, record holder. How has your day been today?
1: Yeah, good. All good. Just finished my training today and all good. Um, obviously, we're still locking in that side, having our close cam, but uh, the training is going well.
0: Very good. Very good. Can you give the listeners a brief rundown of who you are and what you do, and then we'll go a little bit deeper into your journey?
1: Yeah, sure. So I'm a Hong Kong full-time athlete now, so... um. Basically, I graduated uh, from Hong Kong University uh, in 2018 and then I, I was a full-time athlete since 2015, um, being a student athlete as well, but now I'm just a full-time uh, long jump athlete I'm focusing on qualifying for Tokyo Olympics.
0: Very good. Um, you did go to the Rio 2016 Olympics, which we'll touch on in a little while pretty amazing story but can you just tell us how you ended up in athletics long jump is a very specific sport what was your journey there did you play sports before you did athletics
1: yeah so um i'm fortunate that my parents like really encouraged me to play sports when i'm young like primary schools and then I, I actually did a lot of different like a lot of sports for example like ballet trampoline which is like not that mainstream in hong kong and and also with, i start long jump with like sports school primary school sports day like 100 meters and long jump like everyone does and then i studied the secondary school in dbs which i have to focus my events because like only have that much time you can't really do so many sports in secondary school so uh, as my long jump result was like getting better and better not like the best in hong kong but just the satisfaction i get from getting a personal best that makes me like want to focus in long jump.
0: did you have any um other people in your family that have done athletics before or are you sort of the first one in your family's history
1: uh sort of first one like yeah my my, my family's some of my, my cousin is also like a hong kong team of uh, relays members as well but also like um like my dad used to play football in secondary school but like just not, not like Hong Kong team level. So I'm sort of the first one for like my family in the like Hong Kong team level.
0: Very cool. And when you were a teenager or when you were growing up, did you idolize a particular athlete? Whether it be a long jumper or a different track and field athlete, who did you look up to?
1: Um, Originally for sports, I don't have any specific idols. But then in the past few years, um, since I've become a professional long jumper, uh, I've realized there's a star athlete that i really look up to which is um this british athlete greg whatever he actually won the olympic gold at his home and also uh, i like him so much it's not because he has the super talent he you may not see him getting the most amazing pop but he actually he's more like me like he got the speed and he got the power and the most important is his um mentality that i want to learn from um he actually won all the titles he can get. He won the Olympics, he won the World Championship, he won the Commonwealth Championship, he also the Commonwealth Games, also the European Championship. He might not be the most talented but um, I think the mental part of the, of the sports is so important and the most important thing is he can perform when he can't. So that is the mentality I want to learn from.
0: That's awesome, and um, we we can go on to your regime in a moment. But how much time do you spend on the mental aspect of your
1: sport? Oh, that is that is huge for for long jump or like being an athlete, because it looks like that um, you're we are having condition to each other, but actually for long jump, you're actually having a condition to yourself. Like no matter how far others jump, you're actually focusing on yourself on your own technique because it's not like a contest sport. You have six jumps to perform or even free jumps only if you, you, uh, at the early stage. So you really have to just try to be your best and see if you can make it to the top eight to reach the final or top three to get a podium.
0: And if, for example, if you're in competition and you yep. do a particularly bad jump, yep. what do, you then, do you have a, a protocol that you then follow to recover in your, in your mental state? What, what, what happens there for you?
1: Um, yeah that's a quick question, if um, if you have a bad jump, and also that depends on, that's very different if you are having like a uh, international competition or if you're having a local competition you know the pressure is really different like the local conditions um, if you have a bad first jump okay you know you hit the ball don't don't get a foul and then you'll make it in the final but for example if you're in like international commissions or like olympics you get a bad first jump then on the second jump or like you only have two more chances to try to do your best and qualify uh into a final or like getting a better result but, like, but but the protocol is similar that you try to forget what you just did i mean like for for the mental part you don't want to get the burden from oh i i did a bad job i i, I give more pressure to, to myself no that's not what you want but instead you want to learn from oh, what I've done bad, then you focus on what you can improve or what you have to improve. Because for, for sports, like if you, if you keep thinking what you try to avoid, that won't really help. You have to focus on what you try to do. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that is the, the mental part for being a long jumper.
0: Very good, very good. You have um, an incredible story about your eight meter project and how you ended up going to the Rio 2016 Olympics. Can you let the listeners know um, briefly what the 8-meter project looked like and then, and then how you ended up in Rio?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so I finished my proper exam DSE in 2013. And at that year before the proper exam, I actually competed in the Indian School D1 Commission. And surprisingly, I broke the Hong Kong record. I said surprising because at that moment I was basically uh, focusing on my proper exam, not didn't, didn't actually train that much um, for the inner the school commission, but maybe with all the pressure and with the atmosphere uh, and then I accidentally broke the Hong Kong record at that moment. And then after the proper exam, our head coach uh, in Hong Kong SI uh, athletics department, he contacted me and my coach to start a project as a team to try to reach eight meters. And at that time, my Hong Kong record is 764, at Olympic Games for Hong Kong, 36 centimeter from 8 meters, and which is kind of a lot for long jump. So we basically at that moment try to build up my, have more strength and conditioning for my program, because at that time I was like a teenager, and then try to basically improve every aspect. And finally, um, every year I get improvement from 2013, I jumped 764 and then 770 next year to get our Asian Junior Silver Medal. And then eventually after breaking 11 times Hong Kong record, the 7th time is 7.99 actually. And then the 8th time is uh, 8.12 in Hong Kong Championship in 2016. And with that result brought me to Rio as well, which is a bonus for me at that moment. That's it from me, team. There
0: are now more facilities open. You can go play tennis. You can go play badminton. Get outside and be active. I'm Ben Cullen, and I'll see you next week.